Seriously? Get out of 2016. This is not the list any longer. It is the lexicon of Le Champion. I don't think that word means what he thinks it means. You tell him. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, to the War Report. This is your host, MJ, and my boy Cyrus is here, too, co-host. Cyrus, we are back after the Thanksgiving break. How was your Thanksgiving? The longest celebration. Well, I hope that... uh, series. (laughs) Well, I hope that uh, you are are you well fed, and uh, I hope that you threw well, I hope that you threw the Thanksgiving leftovers away. And yes, yeah, so we're 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 past the threshold. Um, no more Thanksgiving leftovers. I, I want to live. <laughs> but yeah, man, all the, the Thanksgiving leftovers is gone. You know, me and my family ate good, so there was there wasn't any really leftovers to be had this week. Well, what's your favorite like? What's your favorite dish uh, Thanksgiving? Like, what? What's your? What, what do you have going on there? Man, this year I would say uh, our top, our top, our top two uh, picks uh, this year was collard greens and macaroni. <laughs> I guess uh, it's, I guess it depends on who makes the macaroni, right? But like, you know. Oh yeah, both, man. But yeah, my uh, my mom my mom threw it down. <laughs> Yeah, my mom did too. Like her, her macaroni is great. Stuffing is really good, and of course, like the turkey. You know what I mean? Like I, I said this on Facebook, and they probably like are responding this a week later because you know how like Facebook is late on everything. But I said oh, yeah. <laughs> um, two days before Thanksgiving, if you're trying to thaw, you know, hey, you're trying to thaw the, the turkey now. Uh, you're going to be eaten <laughs> on Sunday. <laughs> and then somebody responded and they were like, well, you know, you could, uh, you could put water on that bird and, and you can, you can get oh, it done. People, people give it actual advice to the joke. It's just like, nah, man. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I'm like, it's a joke. And, uh, if you're really trying to attempt that, then, um, it's going to be a, a sad Thanksgiving trying to eat a thawed two day bird, you know? But, you know, it, it like Thanksgiving was a very nice week, you know, NXT, uh, NXT War Games was great and NXT won Survivor Series. So it was uh, funny to see the celebration on that show and, you know, just spending time with the family. Uh, before we get into everything, how did you feel about the celebration that happened? Uh, my man, uh, Joshua Anderson, I, I it, Joshua Williams, um, Wrestle and Flow. Doing the whole thing and then having everybody come out. <laughs> I thought I thought it was funny as hell because literally like the whole locker room is out there and I was just like just the same as Undisputed Era. I was just like, you guys didn't like really like do anything. So <laughs> like the only people that should be celebrating are the women in Undisputed Era. Like Adam Cole should even be out there either because he didn't like fight for uh, you know the brand supremacy, you know. So it was just like, get out of here. Well, it's funny because, like, they had, like, new signees there, too. Like, Shotzi was out there. I think Santana Garrett. Yeah. And, like, maybe there was, like, a VXT signing, deciding, or uh, 
but everybody basically in the PC was was out <laughs> dancing. <Yeah. laughs> it was like a big ass flash mob. I felt. Yeah, and everybody's wearing the uh, the gray uh, the gray uh, performance center shirts, and I'm just like, this. It was so goofy. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna give our overall thoughts on uh, War Games: The Survivor Series. So. What wrestlers did you think gained the most from that weekend? Uh, I'll let you well, go. Without, without a doubt, I think Rio Ripley and uh, Keith Lee, just those two just had the weekend or just like the week of a lifetime, you know, like uh, on the go home shows. Well, honestly, I could say month of the lifetime because <laughs> they, they just had a stellar run with all the evasion angles and stuff. But yeah, real Ripley and Keith Lee, they looked amazing out there. Uh, Keith Lee did not have to win the men's Survivor Series match. That's completely okay. Because <laughs> he looked amazing anyway. And I'm just like, you know, it is what it is. People could be upset about it. But yeah. And real Ripley, she's going to be like, just make her NXT champion. Yeah, I don't think. I didn't get why people were upset of uh, NXT men's winning, not winning that, you know, elimination match. They weren't going to win it. Like, you had to think that, like, even though NXT won the, it basically won the night. Like, come on. Like, Raw and SmackDown were going to win matches. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah. And also, like, everybody in that match looked amazing. I would say, like, the only person that didn't, like, really go off was Walter. And I, uh, people, <laughs> after I watched NXT, uh, NXT UK, uh, man, watch NXT UK. Walter is not the hoss that you think he is. <laughs> people were livid that he got eliminated so quick. But like, if we if we want to keep it real, when Walter missed that when Walter missed that first chop, it was quiet. I was just like, nah, you blew it. But like the one thing that you're known for, and you blew it on the first shot. When people like people were like silent, waiting to hear that chop, and then Drew McIntyre like hit him with one that was louder. Nah, get him out of here. Eliminate his ass. Embarrass him. Get him out of here. I agree with you that Ray Ripley looks amazing out of this whole uh, war games thing. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean. Like she, like I know some people were kind of iffy when she moved over from NXT UK, but she rocked it. Like you know what I mean. Like the whole war games match uh, where I think it was four on two, and her and Candice kind of rallied to win. Like she looked like a star there, and of course she looked like a star in the main Survivor Series match. Keith Lee, you know, like even getting the rub from Roman Reigns. And, and I know people complain, you know, Roman doesn't do enough. Roman puts over people. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that's where his um, strengths are lying I, now, you know? I think Roman Reigns selling the hell out of the spirit bomb just shot Keith Lee into the fucking moon. Like, dude. Like, he looked amazing there. And just him, like, you know, like, Roman normally, like, I don't normally see Roman Reigns selling like he was doing for Keith Lee that night. And then Keith Lee also being able to eliminate Seth Rollins or just, like, you know, over, like, surviving amongst, like, the two, like, 
biggest like male superstars in the company besides like Brock Lesnar or something. And it's just like, how do you not like superstar stats, you know? Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm actually gonna add Dakota Kai too. I think that she listen, like yeah. you, you talk about Super- heel <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Su- superstar heel after one angle. That's all it took. And I think that's the difference between you know, some people compared the Dakota Kai heel turn to the MJF heel turn, and I think that there's a difference because no. we all okay, so we all saw we all saw that the Dakota Kai heel turn was coming. Like something was coming down the pike. It was just the shock and the immediateness of how she did it. And especially because she, you know, like her and Tegan Knox are inseparable. And the fact, the viciousness of her basically, you know, taking her knee brace off and like using the cage and smashing her knee over and over and over again. And it's something that it was built up over time where like people thought that she was, and this was like, you could even go back years. If you want to, you know, harp on like the new Japan, like wait for years booking there. This is it. Like she waited, (laughs) she waited, you know, was looked at, as the runt of the NXT division and she basically broke out and you know beat up her best friend uh, abandoned her team and also you know when Shayna eventually leaves or moves up you already have a mega heel and I think that's the difference between you know the MJF turn where we saw that too but it was still too prolonged especially where they where they did it you know, at the pay-per-view, it was like, okay, like, hurry up, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, here it was like, oh my god. <laughs> like, the, the main the main difference between the uh, the turns are, is that we knew MJF was going to turn heel because just a natural heel, and, you know, we are familiar, like, people were familiar with his stuff on the indies, and it was just like, yeah, the turn is coming, like, it was, like, super obvious because of, like, his character in the indies, but like Dakota Kai here, it was like legitimately like something, and you, you would have really have seen it coming. And I thought like she did it for good reason, of course. You know, she was like looked at as the run of the women's division. Tegan Knox didn't say anything when uh, Rhea Ripley chose uh, Mia Yim over her, even though they're clearly tag team partners. Like, if you're not gonna stand up for me, then like screw you, you know. And then like her, like even like giving Shayna the upper hand, even though, like, the bad stuff that Shayna has done to her, like, you know, she's, like, mega pissed, and I I, I love that. Yeah, man, I, overall, uh, what do you feel about the invasion? I thought that this invasion angle was probably, if you don't want to go Kofi, uh, baby, basically Kofi's run, this was probably the best storyline that they've done all year. Um, it got a brand yeah. over and people within that brand, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, NXT is like this year, just like on, on like list of superstars, you could like Rhea Ripley got like kind of like the Kofi mania kind of treatment, except like, well, we'll see. in uh, in about two weeks, if, uh, if she gets her, uh, if she gets her title win, 
but just one of like one of like natural uh, progressions, you know. Trust the process. <laughs> yeah, they did. They did amazing here, and it all all it took was a uh, delayed flight from Saudi Arabia to really kick it off. Um, <laughs> that had people pissed. <laughs> it had people pissed, but it worked out in the long run. Like, yeah, because we got one of the coolest SmackDowns ever, and then you know it snowballed from there to being one of my, like one of my favorite Survivor Series of all time. <laughs> So I wanted to kind of segue into that uh, with Tommaso Ciampa's comments. Uh, he was on the Lillian Garcia Chase of Glory podcast where she uh, – every single podcast, she seems to get like these in-depth and emotional uh, answers from wrestlers. Like she has an <laughs> um, uncanny ability to do so. And I, I, don't, I don't know how she does it. I, amazing, amazing. And he was talking about basically moving up and how she, he refused to do, do so. Here's a quote. I legitimately vocalized to them, if I have to go to Raw or SmackDown, then I'm going to retire. I would love to produce or coach or be a part of it. There's no way I'm taking that load on and going, yeah, I'll just have a six-month run and then call it quits. I won't do that. It's not worth it to me. Um, you know, when you move up to the main roster, that's – you know, over 200 dates and, um, NXT, you know, there's like, he, he said it like there's an imaginable load of 50 to 30 to 50 matches on NXT. And apparently that's kind of like the sentiment of a lot of people NXT, like obviously, you know, with NXT kind of coming out of survivor series and being looked at, Upon as like this main brand now, people would rather stay because you know obviously if you wrestle on Raw and SmackDown, that's a lot. That's listen, like just look at SmackDown's schedule recently, where they had the show, then they had to go overseas. Like it, it's crazy, and a guy yeah. coming off a of neck surgery, you could kind of level with that. Like I would rather just stay in NXT. Yeah. Like, honestly, it's just, like, Ciampa, like he said before, like, his neck is kind of like a ticking time bomb. And I think, I do think, like, him just being up on the main roster would definitely, like, you know, take, like, a lot of time off, like, off his body in general. And, you know, just, like, like, everybody talks about, like, how NXT dudes are really small. And it's just, like... Yeah, they are, and I I do think if Ciampa were to, like, go up there and have, like, you know, do, do his angle with Randy Orton, you know, continuation from Survivor Series, like, Ciampa's done. Like, probably by, like, the pay-per-view match, like, after he takes that RKO, like, he's done. Like, you're gonna see... Matter of fact, we're, we're probably gonna see a little bit of crossover, too, with Royal Rumble. Like, if you have NXT uh, men and oh, women yeah. in the Rumble, like, you're going to see interaction again, and that you're going to obviously see it, like, when it comes down to Survivor <laughs> Series, even though I don't know if you really want to put, like, look at Adam Cole's schedule. I don't know if you really want to put people in that position again. Uh, but Yeah, to, like, let people rest, like, for sure. Yeah, and Adam Cole definitely deserves rest, like, mostly out of everybody. Because the like, bumps that he took. Let, 
Right? Like, let, let Roderick Strong run into the rumble for uh, representing Undisputed Era, you know? Yeah, you know, so I level with him here. You know what I mean? Like, especially because he's been in the Indies. He's been in PWG. He's been in ROH. Like, he's yeah. he's got all these injuries, and I like to see him... I like to see him used, but like you said, with could he really fight against like Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns every night? I don't know. You know, like I don't know if he really no, wants to get smoked. His, yeah, I don't know if he wants to really put his body through that. Like I'm, I'm like right now, just like just, just like any spot that he takes can just really like take. A lot of time, and like, yeah, that's like wrestling in general. You know, every bump takes like minutes away from your life or whatever. But it's just like, uh, let's say he goes up against Drew McIntyre and or Roman Reigns, and then they do the you know like the one arm power bomb spot, and it's just like Chopper's like pretty small, so I'm pretty sure like you know, Chopper gets like an arm bar or something, and they just lift him up and slam him down like dead on like you know dead on his back like. That's taking, like, 20 minutes off of his life. Well, look at Johnny Gargano. We have not seen him since, since that angle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and it's, like, this mystery injury. You know what I mean? So that and, like, oh. just even going back to, uh, I hate to say this, but, like, Seth Rollins and Sting. One power, I know Sting is older, but one buckle powerbomb gave him spinal stenosis. You know what I mean? Like, oh, Yeah. Throwing uh, Chopper against um, Seth Rollins. Does Rollins do the stop? He's out of here. Or like uh, now that AOP is around, Chopper take a super collider right now. He's out of here. So, yeah, I, I think other than Shayna Baszler, who definitely needs to move, uh, you're going to see guys really lobby to stay in NXT. It's a better schedule, you know? Mm-hmm. Um and I, I think like uh, there's going to be that period of time where people are just like, oh, like Tampa definitely needs to go. Like the like the NXT landscape needs to change, or just like maybe his role turns into a Cassiano kind of role, uh, breaking in a lot of new stars from uh, NXT. But we'll, we'll see uh, when we get there. Before we go into some show stuff, I wanted to touch on the uh, Mansoor, Dio Madden, Killian Dane, and Dominic Dijakovic Twitch, <laughs> where they were making fun of the NXT and AOW demo situation and also kind of uh, teasing Jericho and the Judas effect and, and making fun of the Young Bucks. Uh, I see a lot of people kind of angry about this. Uh, I don't think that it's really a big deal because... If you watch Being the Elite every single week, Young Bucks kind of make fun of uh, WWE and NXT all the time. Uh, they In they, a very unfunny way. Uh, I thought this was hilarious, especially the demo stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like, at least they got the over 50. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's, it's cool. It, I, didn't, I didn't, basically, overall, I didn't find that it was that big a deal. And it's funny because when WWE and NXT does stuff like this, they're always looked at as the bad guy. But when AOW does, does stuff, um, you know, they're looked at as like the, you know, Oh, they're fighting back. You know, like yeah, WWE like, can have fun too. It, 
<laughs> not not on their watch. And it is just like you know, I I thought the video was like very funny. You know, they 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 even make fun of like you know outside of like making fun of the young bucks and stuff. They also make fun of like their own like demographic stuff, like them being very popular with old people. <laughs> uh, they they make little jokes like that. And it's just it, it's all good and fun. And also, it's it's just like the same thing with like uh, like everybody like dunks on Meltzer every single day, but let Seth Rollins tweet out that Meltzer's wrong, and oh my god, you're you're a monster. Why are you attacking him? He's just doing this for a living. <laughs> blah blah this and that. And it's just like, are we are we being real right now? Like, <laughs> why like why are we defending Meltzer at all? With like. Just, like, based off the stuff that he said about Roman Reigns in this, like, past five years alone, like, why are we, like, even bothering to, like, you know, go up in arms for him when you guys know that he's, like, usually in the wrong? Well, the Wrestling Observer has, I think, the past couple months have been getting dunked on. Uh, They've been, there's been kind of a backlash to them. Well, they've been, mm-hmm. you know, over. Yeah, I don't want to it, turn us into like bashing them or anything like that, but like obviously, yeah, yeah. you know, news sources. Uh, there's been pushback, and I think that yeah, that's ultimately a good thing because, you know, if you look at <laughs> the Brad Shepherds. Uh, people were demanding more from, you know, wrestling journalism and, and, you know, people not, you know, just scrolling through uh, the squared circle Reddit and and pulling stuff and trying to reporting on it and actually doing reporting. And it's like just doing the basic of their job, just asking for interviews, you know, emailing for comment and stuff like that. And it's just like, no, I'd rather just say a rumor, get my traction, clicks off of that, and then if they call me out and debunk it, it doesn't matter. Everybody already went on the website. And then it's just like, well, if, if that's how wrestling journalism is going to go, then so be it. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into the shows here. Um, I wanted to start off, uh, did you see, with AOW Dynamite, did you see the ad? And now, everybody was kind of talking about it. Uh AOW, I depending on who you talk to, uh, this was either a TNT thing or and, and AOW didn't really know about it. They were upset about it, but they ran an ad and there were a bunch of quotes. It says like, and and this was from, I believe the opening night, uh, you know, the opening of the yeah. war, so quote unquote, where it says like AOW crushes NXT. AOW best NXT and like these quotes were there and it was coming off a week where NXT beat AOW in the rankings and I thought it was hilarious and so what do you <laughs> what are your thoughts on the ad just to start I, off because I, I'm pretty sure we're, we'll have a lot to talk about with AOW like and what they're yeah. doing I, I think I think it's really funny that uh, this art, like this commercial came out because like if it would have came out like let's say at like you know the next following week after they were like dominating the uh, the ratings for a really long time then it would have been like oh damn like you know a- AEW is really like smoking NXT right now and then you know 
I, I just think in the end that commercial will always be funny because NXT <laughs> comes on like comes on on top like a couple weeks later, and NXT is like already like neck and neck with them again. You know, I thought it was funny so, because like, <laughs> because why are you shining? NXT is coming off a great run. With the invasion angle, they've gotten more eyes. They've built stars. Why are you putting more eyes yeah. on NXT? Like, why are you, like... It's basically kowtowing to them that, like, they've been having the better show. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's all yeah. these pull quotes. Then, it, like, uh, let's say... Let's, let's say that somebody doesn't know what NXT is. And they're just like, oh, whoa. Well, what is uh, what is AEW burying? And then they go watch the show and they'd be like, no, they're not. But here's <laughs> the thing. But, the show. but also, like, even if, if AOW didn't make the call and TNT made the call, that's not good. Why are, why, is, yeah, and it, why is TNT, the network, really harping on, like, pull quotes from your opening episode about beating the competition so early? Like, the show only started in October and you're already kind of going off of, like, hey, by the way, uh, guys, like, we beat them once, or uh, we beat them a number of times, like, remember that, yeah. remember that, like, I know we just lost, but, you know, we're the better show here, just show in the quality and, of the show. <laughs> yeah, and it's just, like, just, just imagine if, like, WWE did that, you know, and also, like, how WWE, like, you know, they say congrats AEW for like having their show. You know, and then they kind of like got backlash for it. it was just like, haha, you're only saying that because you lost, blah blah blah. And then like NXT pulls out this stuff, and everybody's like, haha, they got them. It's just, come on, guys, like <laughs> let's be fair here. Like let's have a fair judgment. Like this is ridiculous. <laughs> All right, let's get into the meat of AOW. Like some storylines in AOW Dynamite. <laughs> Um, very thin meat that has been AEW for the past two weeks. Okay, so in case you've been living under a rock, uh, Cody got beat up again by you know a new person or new persons. Uh, mm-hmm. It was the thought that it was the debut of Butcher and Blade. Uh, Butcher's Andy Williams. Uh, he's been on the indie circuit. And he's also the guitarist for the band Every Time I Die. And uh, Blade is back in Braxton Sutter. Uh, he's been an impact, and he's also Allie's husband. And she's the bunny now. She's repackaged as the bunny. Uh, they, like I said, they beat up Cody. Uh, JR didn't know what was going on. Uh, oh, yeah, clueless. The crowd didn't know what was going on. Uh and here's here's also the thing, and it kind of goes off of Cody's promo this week. MJF did a promo that was on their Twitter, which is I have no idea why they did this because if you looked at comments, people were like, "Oh shit!" Like I didn't know that he did that. So if you looked at his promo, which was actually pretty good. Uh, he basically paid Butcher and Blade to attack Cody. 
so I think that they dropped the ball here again on another Absolutely. debuting thing because nobody knows who they were. You repackage Allie after like two weeks of you know doing a promo where she gets attacked by Awesome Kong, uh, mm-hmm. and then she does a promo which was cool. But then again, you have you know a dark orderish type butcher and blade that yes, has like uh, a higher gun. Uh, uh, so, what are your thoughts on how they debuted another faction? But they didn't really like. I think that this would have benefited if you would have like alluded to it a little bit more instead of just yeah. our attacking Cody and then hey, by the way, on Twitter, uh, MJF cuts his promo to say I hired them guys. Uh, I think it drops the ball because um, it involves MJF. You know, I I definitely think this should have been done. Purely because the bunny wants revenge for what uh, Awesome Kong did to her uh, at uh, Full Gear. Like, why? Like, why wasn't that anybody's first thought? You know, that's so much better than them being hired, like hired by MJF. Uh, Jr. Just saying, like, who these guys are, like a million times, also doesn't help him at all. Um, Cody getting beating, uh, getting beat up again. Uh, if you if you wanted to do the thing, I like maybe there there could have been somebody else if it's gonna be the MJF story, you know. Also, like why not just have Warlow do it? He just debuted. Have him beat up Cody again. Well, it's like <clears throat> it's like okay. In Cody's promo, he alluded to his wife going crazy. Okay. That's another. Which, that's another she, thread. That uh, all right. Stop. Well, like those two need to stop talking about each other. <laughs> like he just like in general, just like stop. Just like be characters and act independently of one another. Well, it kind of like makes me think. Is like okay. So Ali talked. It, it is Ali and, and Brandy's fashion. Uh, are they like on a collision course together? Because like. Maybe Allie's gonna get maybe get some get back uh, between on Brandy or Awesome Kong. It that confused me, and then like you said, like all right, Cody gets attacked again by new people, and he comes out and he cuts out yet another spirited promo. It, it's like Groundhog's Day, like. Cody gets attacked. <laughs> he does like the spirited promo, saying like you know. And especially with another little dig at WWE about the crossroads and like botching the crossroads. And now yeah. it's on to great, great. But, you know, he does like kind of like this Ric Flairish promo saying like, you know, he'll do anything to get a match with MGF. Cool. Awesome. But it's like attack promo, attacked promo, attacked promo. Yeah. And it's and it's the same promo every time, and I don't know how people haven't really caught on to this formula yet. Um, He's a great promo, Cody, but like I see, we see it like fifteen times. Like, yeah, like Cody. Cody has the one promo, and it's like a Dusty Rhodes impression. Like, it, it is like it's it's so it's like it's so boring to me. Like Cody is so boring. <laughs> so, 
Cody said that uh, MJF could choose his partner, and uh, MJF choose chooses QT Marshall. So this week coming up, you're going to have the Butcher and Blade versus Cody and QT Marshall uh, in, in a tag match. Like I said, Ooh, like it's very QT Marshall. Well, he's been he's been on um, AOW Diamond a few times, and I know a few people have alluded to him having new hair because he's got the LeBron treatment and like getting, you know, <laughs> I guess the, the hair uh, plugs. The, Tanya, the Tanahashi, uh, the Tanahashi hair plant. Yeah, he got the hair plant. So like he new hair, and he's I guess the new buddy of Cody because MJF has alluded to right. Cody not having any friends, even though. Um, yeah, um, the Bucks and uh, yeah, the, the Bucks and Hangman Page have come down kind and, and kind of like uh, uh, everybody that was on the first episode there on the brawl. Uh, <laughs> the elite, uh, the people that he started the company with, like <laughs> he has no pals, like no pals. Call Tony Khan to tag with you, bro. <laughs> so we also have the. Repackaging of Nyla Rose. This is, I guess, third time. Third time is the charm here. Yeah. Um, after after like three weeks of doing nothing on AEW Dark. Uh, unfortunately, Leva Bates had to come to the same conclusion as AOW Dark, getting beat up by Nyla. Uh, <laughs> and there's also a little feud that that's been brewing with uh, Shauna. That her and Nyla have had a little mm-hmm. bit. We talked about this a little bit off the pod. You watched the Fight TV version. I watched the TNT yes. version. So the big angle that happened uh, with Nyla kind of beating up the ref and uh, power bombing the ref and Shauna through the table, right? This mm-hmm. happened on the TNT version during the commercial break. So. With her getting the table and kind of her doing the the powerbomb spot, it was very weird for me to watch because it all mm-hmm. happened picture in picture. Like, there was no – and then uh, you only got the conclusion. Uh, it, yeah. It was very weird. And my, my, my problem with watching AEW on TNT is, like, they film the show as if they're not on TNT and the whole thing is being streamed on Fight Network or, like, Fight TV. Um, and it's just, like, they, they've been doing this for a really long time and it's just, like, like now people are, like, bothered by it. Like, what about uh, the first week of Dark when Jericho was beating up uh, Cody for, like, a 15-minute commercial break and then we came back and he's still beating him up? Or uh, the brawl with the Young Bucks and uh, uh, Pride and Powerful like two, uh, three weeks ago, where they also had a brawl as well that went into commercial break. And then when they came back, uh, Private Party came out to assist the Bucks and stuff. And it's just, they do this all the time. <laughs> also, uh, buried into that, Britt Baker's in the crowd. And, uh, she does the oh whole like cover her mouth thing that she that they showed basically in, in uh, war games when Adam Cole took that big spot off the cage, and now this is the Britt Baker challenge. Like even ALW wrestlers are 
all in on it. Like they've hash- hashtag this I, thing, and it seems that it has overtaken what happened with Nyla Rose. Like you're doing this big yeah, thing. It, you've, you're doing this big thing with Nyla Rose, trying to make her a monster again. But everybody's focused on Britt Baker. Like Britt now. Okay, there's two things about this. Britt Baker is the first signee of, you know, built up as the first signee yeah. of you know the AOW Women's Division. That the pillar, right? Mm-hmm. So now yeah. you have not only kind of taken away a little bit from Nyla Rose's moment, you have basically made Britt Baker into a meme. Not only with that, but, you know, the mm-hmm. whole thing, like, she's a damn dentist, you know, like, you've done that to yeah. her. So, like, I, I don't know. I just... Um, well, one, it does take away from Nyla Rose's moment two times, because what happens directly after, um, like, doing, uh, I, like, I, just, I don't get the joke about them saying that's Adam Cole's girlfriend. Like, I do. I don't get it. It does not make me laugh. But when I see the tweets where he's just like, "Oh my god," and you know, it's like laughing emojis. I'm just like, "What is the joke here?" Like, I don't get it. <laughs> and uh, if if like the challenge, uh, the Britt Baker challenge, is something for her to like, you know, or like uh, something for them to get viral off of, you know, it's not gonna branch far. <laughs> also, if you want it to branch far, have her on the show. You know, have her on Dynamite and not on Dark. So we got one more uh, debuting faction here, which is another cultish, uh, <laughs> another cultish thing. I actually, okay, so like as segue, I actually like the Dark Order promos that they've been doing, but the fact that like everybody, oh, like too. everybody's a cult, like it, it seems like I'm watching. Uh, a AOW version of the Blair Witch Project a little bit. Um, <laughs> I would, I would, uh, I would say Midsummer. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Uh, so during the Chris Statlander Hikaru Shida match, um, Chris Statler gets the win, which I kind of was a little shocked here, but they did just yeah, sign her and people. Surprised. But uh, they did just sign her, and people were high on her, so that that's a good thing. So there's the beginning of the Nightmare Collective. That's Brandy, uh, Awesome Kong, and then uh, Melanie Cruz, which, again, if you're watching the TNT version, the whole haircutting thing that happens with Melanie Cruz, that happens picture in picture. That happens during commercial break, which is (laughs) also weird. And um, Uh, a lot of people have alluded to, they're like, okay, WWE Straight Edge Society much, and um, oh, absolutely! Is it like direct ripoff? Like, it, it, like they try to just get they try to give her a full fade in the ring, and it's just like just another uh, uh, just uh, what is it? Brandy Rhodes just taking more time on television and taking away moments from women. So she can do her own thing, and it's just like, come on, guys! Like, why are we doing this? <laughs> I just want to say, like, I was not the one that said that said this, um, because a lot of people have alluded to 
when she did the promo that the crowd was silent and then somebody on Twitter, I, I don't know who it is. They called Brandy a, uh, charisma vacuum. <laughs> uh, basically like she kind of like sucks the air out of the, she sucked the air out of the show. Cause it, it's just like, she is, she's like, she's really taking away time from the women. Like, Chris Statlander just had an amazing match with uh, Hikaru Shida, and she just became the number one contender. Also, another person that uh, on the sing, uh, you know, in uh, the win losses, she only has one singles win, and now is the number one contender. Uh, <laughs> it's ridiculous. And then, you know, you're taking away that number one contender's moment. Like she's gonna face Riho at some point that we haven't seen for a very long time on TV, and then Randy Rhodes comes out. It makes everything about her. Yeah, they're gonna. I think soon they're, they're gonna have to start putting Riho in a milk carton and like the women's. Yeah. Like, have you seen our women's champion? Because we haven't seen her in a while. Yeah. Um. It, it it's just it's just like a lot of like, Randy Rhodes just takes a lot of like moments away from people, you know, and it just needs to stop at some point. Yeah, so Nightmare Collective is a thing. They offered Chris to join. Uh, I guess that's to be continued. And if you listen to, I, I guess, Meltzer has said that Awesome Kong is, is hurt and can't do much. So she's not going to be in Amazing. a lot of matches. So I'm like... Like, why would you even, why would you even start the angle if she can't wrestle? I mean... T- he said that she can wrestle, but they just can't be long matches. You know, like, also Kong is, is up there in age a little bit. I, I completely understand, but if she can't go, why would you, like, fire up this angle now? I think if they would have just did uh, did those, like, weird video packages with uh, Brandy Rose doing her thing much later, and then also Kong pulled up, then sure. Or maybe if... Uh, like, Brandy Rose's wrestle, maybe she could just collect the hair on her own. Just something. Well, I think... This, this is just another time of AEW just doing stuff just way too early. Well, I think that, like, you can have Awesome... Uh, obviously, Awesome Kong is still a specter of dominance, obviously. You know what I mean? Like, I think that it was kind of the right thing to kind of pair her with Brandy. But at the same time, like, it's like, all right... With awesome Kong kind of beating everybody up. Somebody, somebody has to have the comeuppance, and it has to be Awesome Kong that gets beaten up. If she can't really go, then you know, like, why have her be the focal point? Like, be the muscle. You know what I mean? I guess it, there's Wait, just, just uh, well, there's just too many muscle like storylines. You have Wardlow, you have uh, Jake Hager, and like you have. Awesome Kong, like everybody, like there's a main figure, and then there's the muscle to the main figure. Like it seems like that's a re, yeah. There, there's like a lot of clone storylines in AOW. Yeah, they're they sure they sure as hell are writing their own stories, <laughs> and they're just copying and pasting them. To round some things out, let's talk about Jericho. The weaving lines of Jericho, Jungle Boy, and Moxley. So we'll start with Jericho. He brings out the lexicon of Le, Champ- Le Champion, which is obviously a play on the list of, you know, another WWE Just, thing. 
rolling my eyes. WWE, the bad creative, but let me just literally rip everything off that I've done with Kevin Owens onto this show. Well, it's funny because like he he tells everybody to uh, get out of 2016, but yet he brings you know something that he did from yeah from 2016. Funny, funny, funny. So on this list, I mean, they teased it you know the week before with uh, Moxley coming out and like doing the thing in the crowd, but he says like the people that he won't wrestle in 2019. There's only if you look at their live shows, there's only two weeks left. So he's, he mentions Moxley over and over again, um, and then. Uh, just kind of, the kind of playoff like the beatdown. Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and uh, Marcus Stunt come out. It comes out. Uh, and <laughs> they tease that uh, Marcus Stunt would be the one to fight <laughs> Jericho, which would be funny. Defeat Jericho. <laughs> uh, yeah. And Luchasaurus says something like, you know, like, Dinosaurs have been oppressed for over 65 million years. That was, I'm like, okay. <laughs> that was kind of funny. Roll, roll my eyes. Roll my eyes, but at the same time, all right, you got you to gotta chuckle out of me. Yeah. I'm like, ha, 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 ha. And um, so he goes down the line, and we get a match that's going to happen, I guess, in two weeks. Uh, we're going to have Jungle Boy versus Jericho, and a lot of people – were perplexed about this because if you looked at it, you know, Jericho alluded to this in the promo. And if you look at jungle boys overall record, he's not won a match. Uh, I don't think that they did a good job doing this because I think Cody um, had to clarify on Twitter that this would not be for the title, but jungle boy fighting Jericho what are your thoughts on that? Uh, Jungle Boy, I think, overall is an 0-7. And, and I think... 0-8, uh, oh, uh, oh brother. 0-8. Oh, oh My bad. Uh, I think they them burying the lead with Cody saying that it's not for the title, that there's probably going to be an upset here. Yeah. And probably have, like, a title match later. Um, just, like, my general thoughts about the whole thing. Like, uh... Jericho, I mean, uh, JR does a lot to try and get Jungle Boy over on commentary. Um, I, I, I guess, like, uh, JR sees a lot in him. So, like, so far, like, they, I don't see it. And if they were going to, like, really lead up to this, I think they probably should have got, like, a couple wins or just a win in general. Um,. Also, the beatdown angle looks silly. <laughs> yeah, it's just like Marco Stunt is pounding. Marco Stunt is like pounding Jericho, and like <laughs> Jericho looks like unbothered and unaffected by it. Like he's getting beat, like he's getting punched by two, like two men. But like, <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that's a little funny. So. Moxley and Joey Janela have another match. Uh, this is not their death match. It's just a regular match, which I actually think that Joey Janela actually looks better here. Uh, and I think that they work well together. But he takes another loss. And Jericho does the whole thing where he teases. 
he comes down and and overlooks Jonathan Moxley to end the show. Do you think that they're teasing Moxley and Jericho too soon? Uh, well, with Moxley just lingering in the background and constantly being a presence on the uh, the AEW ranking stuff, I definitely think that uh, they can't ignore it, you know. But like, for if they have a match, I think it would be far too soon. I think I think a match would be too soon, but teasing it now is a like an okay time. But like. You remember the last time they had a match in the uh, the asylum match? <laughs> not really, not really trying to see it. I think, and I'll go back off like our last episode and what I said. Um, this has to be a summer program because if you're going to get the title yeah. off Jericho at some point and have a big baby face that they're building up to, it cannot be in January or February because you just burnt another. You just burnt another big, big, big angle. They're burning through matches way too quick. Uh, I think, and now we're getting a, like a bunch of rematches. Yeah, like of like some like their biggest, uh, biggest matches. And it's just like you know, rematches are fine, but it's just like this could have been saved for a special day, but you did it too early. Now it's kind of it's less important now because it's a like a random rematch. Yeah, like we've seen, like there was an episode where we saw uh, Kenny Omega versus Pac again, and then Pac coming out and saying, like, I want another rematch. This is the third match that they would have. Pac is now, if they fight again, Pac is now have has a, you know, basically a series with, you know, Hangman Page and then Kenny Omega. Like you're running through matches way, 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 way too quick. And we're not seeing... Guys like Darby Allen, like he's been missing for a couple weeks. Jimmy Havoc, uh, I don't know if you really want. He's a specialized wrestler, so I don't know if you really want to put him on that much. Like Warlow hasn't wrestled. Jake Hager hasn't wrestled. So like, yeah, what are you gonna do? Like you, you're burning. You're just too much. Like too many matches. And like going off the point that you just said, like. I like Jungle Boy. I think that he's going to be a star soon, but get him a win. Like, if he beats Jericho, like, all right, cool. Um, Is he going to go after – that's how you prolong it? Is he going to go in a title match later? Like, that's – the booking in AOW perplexes me because, one, it seems like there's four different shows. Like, there's a Cody show. There's this – Kenny Omega redemption angle. Then you have mm-hmm. uh, Moxley. He, you know, even Jr. said, like when he's coming down, he's part rattlesnake. So I'm like, okay, great. You're trying to build him to be Stone Cold Steve Austin when he could just <laughs> be himself. You know what I mean? Yeah. And right. then you have like the Young Bucks and the tag stuff, which feels like a different show. It's like they're catering to every – they're trying to cater oh. to every single people, but at the same time only catering to the ALW ilk, and it's hurting them. <laughs> yeah. Also, don't forget about AEW Dark because uh, they can completely disregard Dark at some point and just have like redo a match like they did this week with Little Bates and uh, Nyla Rose. Like that match happened like two weeks ago, and – 
now we're getting it again for like a silly angle, but like still, you like did this already. Yeah, it's, it's like people have now been asked the question because on being the elite, they ran the thing where Hangman Page leaves the elite. They're like, why do I have to watch being the elite and ALW Dark to get all the pieces of these storylines? And I don't, we don't hear anything on the show. You don't really hear anything about being the yeah. elite on Dynamite. Like it's just like a separate thing. But there are things that are happening on there. Yeah, like still to this day, like stop doing that. That is not how you want to like you know progress storylines. It is just like if they're gonna fail to mention it on the main show, then like don't do it at all. Just stop doing that and. The time, like, you can't say there is a time on the show because, like, there is. Uh, just pace your show differently, and maybe, like, if you don't have a twenty-minute Cody promo every week, maybe a match could go there, a vignette could go there, you know, anything. I mean, just to kind of end on a positive note, I did like the Trent and. Uh... Phoenix match. I thought that was probably one of the best things about the show this week. Uh, uh, I will say uh, on a positive note that just during this like break, like uh, the, during the Thanksgiving break, I have caught up on like a lot of the women's matches uh, that's been on AEW Dark and on the main shows, and I think Chris Statlander is like fantastic. Like her and Shauna are great. Yeah, please, you know what I mean? Like, I think they're trying to, like, we got two women segments this week. So I think they're trying to integrate yeah. things and trying to build up st- stuff with them. Just don't bury them with the whole Nightmare Collective thing. Like, I'm very oh. wary about that. I'm like, okay, like. Can, can uh, well, we don't know yet. I'm not too sure. But can Melanie Cruz go? Like, can she wrestle, uh? In Awesome Kong's place? I don't know. I mean, like, I know that she had some indie... She's an indie wrestler. Um, I haven't seen her matches yet. I'm definitely going to probably check them out. Some things out this weekend. But we'll see. Uh, we will keep an eye out because as we round out the year and what they do in ALW. Uh, I wanted to segue into NXT because Dakota Kai... <laughs> Goat brand contending her, you know, continuing her heel turn, calling me a yim a hood, a, well, a hood rat, or called her a hood rat and pulling up with uh Tegan Knox's knee brace. All of that big fire. Okay, so what you okay, like before we get into like what happened and like the big angles, what'd you think about her, <laughs> her entrance, uh, basically showing her the beat down from war games. Like it was all, it was all for like two, three. That shit hard. That shit hard. (laughs) Like, uh, it just, it it can't like, even if like, it reminds you of like, this like this shocking moment and this like horrible moment. And the fact that like, you have to see it over and over again, because it does look brutal as hell. Also like makes you uncomfortable. And if you hate that, they keep showing it good. She's a heel. Uh, you know, I love the little things about this Dakota Hyper heel turn that she comes out and she just turns and just watches the Titan Tron or and just watch <laughs> and just watches the beatdown. I loved it. 
I'm loving yeah, how she's she's owning this whole thing. Like it's great. It, it's it's like it's finally a defining moment in her career that doesn't make her look weak. You know, if we have to look at anything that happened on NXT, it's like her being beat up by Shayna Baszler, her getting beat up by Shayna Baszler, her not making the War Games team. Like it's all like dark somber stuff that really like you know it more or less puts her down. But like now she has this moment that she can look back on and it like you know turn everything around for her. I like that how they're protecting her too because last you know last week she had the match mm-hmm. with Candice LeRae, but that ended in the DQ. Cool, she doesn't have to take it oh, down. Yeah. And then here, Mia Yim, uh, she takes the place of, of Rhea Ripley. She comes out. Uh, she had the, the sweatpants and Tim's. Uh, <laughs> she gave her uh, gave her uh, Yakuza kit with the Tim's. Yeah, on. I was like, oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, all right, wow. Like she's wrestling with Tim's, which is cool, right? But when she yeah. gave her like the big boot with the tail, I'm like, oh damn! Like, is Dakota yeah. gonna be all right? Is she gonna Never be heard. like interested into CTE <laughs> records here? Oh, oh, we. So that happened. Uh, you had uh, Zaya Lee, who, I mean, how do you feel about her? Real quick. Um, like last week, her like not instantly getting like. Demolished by the four uh, Shayna Baszler and pals, like <laughs> I thought that was really cool. Like I was just like, oh, like they're coming out now. They're gonna like beat the hell out of her. But like, no, she like uh, after a match with a returning Vanessa Bourne. Like, come on, we we put that into fruition. Uh, we did. You know, she 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 looked she looked like she didn't look too weak in the brawl, and I think that uh, that's that's good for her. And then. Here she has a really good match against Shayna. That's not a squash, and I, I like I like Shayna's TV matches a lot because you know she actually like sells in them. <laughs> so Rhea Ripley has been getting the best of Shayna. Okay, she, she pinned her in the War Games match, but here she didn't. She she got choked out with help with help with the pals. As you said, <laughs> um, help from the top. They're going to have a match for the women's title in two weeks. Uh, big, big. So, how do you feel? How do you feel here about Shayna kind of getting her um, invincibility back and, and getting the best of Ray Ripley? I, I, I'm not a fan of that at all. Really? All. Like, no, like. Shayna becoming like you know, becoming that dominating heel again, where it it kind of like like how how would I describe it? Like it is it's making me feel like Rhea Ripley is not going to be the uh, like doesn't really stand a chance in the title match now that Shayna's like you know getting heated up again. I do think you know you want to like keep Shayna strong, but like you already did that with her beating Zia Lee, but like in a dominating fashion. So it it just makes me think that Rhea Ripley is not going to win, and we are like clamoring for Shayna to lose the title. Okay, so here's my thoughts on it. Like, Rhea already broke out of the clutch in the War Games match. Like, she like yeah. like Shayna was shocked. Like, 
You know what I mean? Like if she gets if she gets the pin there. Uh, I think that. I don't know because they have the title match is coming, right? I don't think that I don't think that Ray is going to win there. I think that Ray will win in February. And then that's where you kind of have your send off with WrestleMania build with, with Shayna, because like you said, like we saw Shayna get a win against Bailey and, and Becky. And yeah, as Survivor Series. All right, wait, hold on. Let me stop you right there. Okay. So let's say that, you know, maybe they don't do it in February because, uh, you know, the Royal Rumble's in January. And maybe they can start the Shayna and Becky feud starting from, uh, starting from Royal Rumble, you know, onto the road of WrestleMania rather than it happening in February and then Becky finally getting a challenger you know, like, uh, that, uh, that Monday after the, uh, the pay-per-view, you know, they could do that. I think that there's the specter of, I don't know why people were working themselves into a shoot, but there's always the specter of Ronda Rousey kind of being around. Um, Uh-oh. there's no, well, there's no indication that she's going to come back at Royal Rumble. So like, yeah. um, you could, you could do that. You could get the title off, uh, Shayna in two weeks. And then have her, you know, sent into like Royal Rumble. And, hey, remember me, Becky? Because like you have to have a payoff. Yeah. Because you you have to have a payoff with Becky attacking her after the match ended. You know what I mean? Like, and Becky kind of like getting her heat back there. And then you can have Ray and Ripley, then- you know, face whoever if she wants to face Dakota Kai uh, in yeah. February, and then have her have a big. Uh, Program maybe against Io Shirai or somebody. Or Bianca Belair. Yeah. Bianca's got to move up. All right, have you watched she, SmackDown? Yeah. Yes, she definitely does have to move on. But just like if you know, Rhea just needs something till February. You know. Yeah, um, that's a good point. Like that. That's a good point, especially if you're not going to bring. If you're not going to bring back Ronda Rousey. You know, because she still has a hand injury, like, yeah. Shayna can be the, the foil there. And, like, I, I'm not saying, like, you know, just throw Bianca in there so it could be, like, a transition or something. I just think, you know, Bianca's a really good heel, and they already had an amazing match before. So just, like, let it be for the women's title, and they'll, you know, give them more time, and they'll just have a barn burner. You could do, yeah, you could do that. It's just, you know, like... I don't want Bianca losing again in another NXT title match. You know what I mean? Like, move her up. Yeah. Raw needs help. So, like... But, like, I but like I don't want Io Shirai to lose either. Like, somebody's going to have to take the fall here. True. And and I just think maybe, that... Maybe uh, Aaliyah, could, maybe had, Aaliyah could take the fall. I don't know. Like... No, but, uh, <laughs> oh, you saw... You saw uh, yeah, she, uh, she finally got her nose fixed. Yeah. Yeah. And but um, I I mean maybe maybe like, VXT uh you know have another heel faction. I ain't trying to I ain't trying to see that. Shit. Really, <laughs> I'm I'm a fan of Deanna yeah. Perrazzo though. Like I, she's good. She's a really good wrestler. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm I'm not questioning her skill at all. It's just like <laughs> uh, uh, like as of right now, it's just like no. <laughs> Cause I, I just I just think like you have like really good heels. Maybe you could have like like 
her lingering around, maybe. Yeah. But like we have Io Shirai, we have uh Bianca Belair there, even though, you know, she shouldn't have to be there. And then we have Dakota Kai. Like we have like three amazing heels right there. Yeah. Um just And re- also Rhea could Rhea could turn Anytime, but I don't think it would be. Nah, I, I think that she's like too big yeah, of a baby. Yeah, like yeah, fans yeah. are way behind her right now. You got to keep her a baby face. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just to move on, uh, Killian Nate need a challenger, and now I have to change. I, I can't call him Mister Second Hour anymore. Pete Dunn, Mister First Hour now. <laughs> uh, they had a match of Killian wins. There's this muck between Killian Dane, Pete Dunn, Damian Priest. Uh, oh, wrap, wrap test, <laughs> wrap it up. <laughs> this is like, this was uh, a good match, but I don't want to see it again. It, it's kind of like the like, the Cassius Ono and uh, <laughs> yeah, Cassius Matt, Matt Riddle match. Matt Riddle, I don't want to see that again. Like, great, cool. Uh, you got to do something with these guys. Like, you got to do something with Damian Priest, Pete Dunne, Killian Dane, Matt Riddle. Like, it's just no. a whole bunch of guys just kind of. Well, no, you don't have to do anything with Killian Dane. <laughs> why do you guys? Okay, why do you guys hate Killian Dane so much? <laughs> I just think he's boring. Like he's not cool, like at all. Uh, I thought I like. Uh, is he still like the Beast of Belfast thing? Like that's kind of cool, but like you know he ain't really doing anything. And also when you put him against people like Pete Dunne and Damian Priest, like he's like. Easily overshadowed. There. He's the hoss. I just don't think that he. Yeah, but like, so is Damian Priest. Like, he's Damian Priest is huge. It is just like I don't find him like really interesting or anything. And like Pete Dunn said, <laughs> I don't care about Killian Dunn. <laughs> like, I just don't. I'm just not. I'm. I'm just really not invested in like anything that he really does, especially like in this feud with like. Two other people that I really care about more. There's got to be something. Okay, so this is where Roderick Strong comes into play for me. They have to get the title off him at some point because <laughs> you have to because you just have guys just kind of circle it. I know you have to have yeah you know supplementary feuds, but you guys have you have a whole bunch of guys like circling around each other. And I'm like, all right, who's Killian going to fight next? Like, he's beaten Pete Dunne. He, he, you know, you've had the Damian Priest thing. I, Damian Priest, I, I think, is great. Um, you're going to eventually have a returning Velveteen Dream. Um, you, mm-hmm. Also, you have Dominic Dijakovic, too. you got to have s- stakes. And, like, I think that's where the North American title comes into play. And I love Rod- Roddy. But you got to get yeah. the title off him. Like, they got to be and fighting for something. What's crazy is that we're getting that, you know, that part of NXT or just, like, you know, it happens time and time again where the top of the card is just clogged by a faction or just, like, a wrestler. Like, last year it was, like, uh, Johnny Gorgano and Ciampa just clogging the top of the card, you know, with Adam Cole, like, lingering around as well. But, yeah, I, I do, like, and that's why they did make the North American title, you know? It's just, you know, so the top of the card isn't really, like, clogged like that anymore. But now that you did, you finally pulled off the, uh, 
you pulled off the, you know, undisputed era winning all the titles. Now, like, everything's clogged up now. Like, the whole men's division is clogged up. Like, I don't, I don't, uh, if anybody needs to, like, lose a title, just take it off Roddy. But if they want to, like, let Velveteen take it at the February uh, pay-per-view, maybe, or, like, come back at Mania for, his like, his title, just do it. Like, I, I definitely need to see these dudes, uh, like, at least Roger Strong losing the title. So, like, people, like, you know, killing a day, Pete Dunn, have something to really fight for. I think if you watch, you know, basically watching Survivor Series and the whole invasion angle, it's time for Undisputed Era to move up. I think they've they've done every single thing. <laughs> well, they've done every single thing. They well, fulfilled the prophecy. Well, you know what I mean? Like it's well, we we can't say you know now that NXT is on the USA Network, we can't just say that like they need to get called up. You know, like and like them representing NXT during that whole invasion at Survivor Series doing a thing, and then they get called up to Raw or SmackDown. It's just like well. The cool guys from NXT are on Raw and SmackDown now. Now I don't have to watch NXT. You know, like now, now that uh, like if NXT was still on the network, and that happened, I, I same rules will still apply. But it's just like get the hell, get these dudes off the network and get them on television already. Well, the thing is, like I'm like, how many times is Kyle O'Reilly and Fitcher gonna go after the tag team titles? Like how how many times are they going to hold it? Yeah. Also. How long is Adam Cole going to hold the NXT Championship? How many times is he going to fight everybody? You know what I mean? Like, what yeah. are you going to do? They're primed for the main roster. They got a great main roster reaction. Adam Cole beat Daniel Bryan. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You got to do something because there's muck again. You know what I mean? Like, and we'll talk about it when we talk about the six man tag, it's clogged. Like there, it's great that there are a lot of <laughs> contenders. Like it's amazing. Yeah. But like you guys, you, you have guys who are injured that aren't even like Gargano, Velveteen dream. When these guys come back, then what are you going to do? Like you have even more guys, you yeah. know what I mean? So are, what are you going to are you going to introduce another title? I, I would imagine you'd do that. So, like, some people are going to have oh, to go. God, a U, like a uh, like a U, well, they are like an intercontinental kind of title for like what would they what, what would they even call it? We have the uh, the NXT Championship. We got the North American Championship. Like, do we get do we get another regional belt? <laughs> Yeah, the, you know, the East Coast or the, you know, like the Florida Championship or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. But, um... Uh, inter- internet champion. Uh, throw Zack Ryder. Uh, <laughs> throw Zack Ryder a bone, bro. <laughs> uh, speaking of returning guys, welcome back, Kushida. Uh, he was sitting out two... <laughs> <laughs> like, why is he... Like, he should be, like, a number one contender right now. Well, he was sitting out two months with, like, a wrist fracture... Uh, he had a match against Cameron Grimes. He, he gets the win. Uh, it was a quick match. Uh, what do you f- <laughs> What do you feel about Kushida and where he's going to go? He's another guy who <laughs> he's cl- he's clogged. Also, Cameron Grimes is also clogged as well because he became this like unbeatable dude. Now he's taking all the pins, just like negating all those weeks of like those quick wins, you know. And it's just like. Come on, guys. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, for as 
good as NXT has been, and, and, and I think it's good here too, there's, like we just talked about, there's this conundrum of, all right, what are we going to do with Kushida now? You know what I mean? Is Kushida going to go after maybe the Cruiserweight title? Um, oh, yeah, definitely. For sure. Cameron? Oh, wait, the, cru- the Cruiserweight uh, the cruiserweight title is probably like, you know, uh, their intercom. Yeah, so yeah, like, they could do that. Yeah. But like, Killian Dane can't challenge for <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, he can't challenge for that. Almost, you know what I mean? Like, they're fudging the books. Uh, he can't. Him and Leo Rush would be a squash. Uh, and same thing with, like, with Cameron Grimes. Like, cool, what are you going to do with him? You know, like, uh, I don't know. Like you said, a whole, a lot of talent. A lot of talent just kind of, like, circling around each other. Uh, so, like, to finish up with NXT, you had the six-man tag. Just stars, stars, stars. Keith Lee, Ciampa, Dominic Dijakovic, Cole, O'Reilly, and Strong. Fitch is not there because he is hurt. He allegedly has a concussion. Um, this poor guy. Oh yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely believe that. Yo, I'm, we, we thought that Adam Cole would have like the hardest week of them all. Uh, just during, uh, during like Survivor Series, but like we didn't think about Bobby Fish. Like he, uh, like. I don't want to say, like, he's injury-prone, but, like, he gets hurt a lot. And I think uh, him getting the boot to the face by the Revival uh, definitely, like, sparked something. Him getting thrown by Keith Lee and, like, I guess coming up short of people, I think that's where he got hurt, too. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, That no, that is definitely where. And, like, I don't think he should really be, like, taking those kind of, like, uh, like, just probably, like, take safer bumps, like. I know that's, like, hard to say because, you know, I'm not a wrestler or whatever, but I definitely think just needs to play a safer game. Like, I thought uh, the Survivor Series match where they were kind of, like, in and out of it, uh, that definitely worked into uh, Fish's uh, advantage. So, get well soon, Fitch. Uh, um, so, Balor, of course, interrupts, but I love this whole thing where Balor is kind of an allegiance to himself. Like, he takes he takes guys out. Then he looks to basically take out Cole, but Keith Lee hits him with a huge spear bomb, which he sells amazingly. Um, yeah. <laughs> so basically, the conclusion of this, uh, Adam Cole is going to defend the title in two weeks, but we have a nice little number one contenders match. So we got Keith Lee, Champa, and Balor. That's a crazy look at. That's a crazy number one contenders <laughs> match. I don't know who's gonna. I'm gonna let you go first. I'm sorry if I'm putting you on the spot here. Who do you think is gonna win the triple threat to go against Cole in two weeks? Oh my yeah. god! Uh, they like Balor has to get screwed somehow here. Uh, Ooh, uh, a return to Johnny Gargano, maybe? Oh, yeah, and then probably help Ciampa pick up the win. Uh, they got to they gotta save the Keith Lee joint. They got to save it. Because I think uh, you, you, don't, you don't do the whole Ciampa thing, the whole Goldie, daddy's going to war, daddy's coming back, all that other stuff. Like, uh, I, th- I think they finally need to have the Ciampa match. And then Keith, Keith Lee is like... like He's, like, on top of, like, the world, you know? 
So I think they can like hold off on the Adam Cole match. Save it, save it for February, or you know, throw it out for Mania. I th- or you could do the uh, the Balor thing for Mania. I think in the terms of creative, you got to sh- shift gears here. You see the response mm-hmm. to everybody with Keith Lee. I would hate for Keith Lee to win and then kind of burn this title match on on in like an NXT show. You know what I mean? And have yeah, him lose. Like it, just be like a throwaway win. Like I, I definitely think like it should be a special moment. You got to read the room, or like it. But like also, it would be kind of like a special moment to like uh, win a title on TV because I think uh, it would be the first title change on TV. Well, well, I don't think that Adam Cole is going to lose on TV. I think that he's going to oh, lose yeah, on the takeover. Oh, yeah, definitely not losing. <laughs> yeah. But I th- no, I'm just saying, like, yeah. that would be the case, but it's not happening. <laughs> um, I think that I agree with you here. You got to do the Ciampa match, match first. Um, like, just get it out of the way. If Johnny's ready, uh, you got to have him cost Balor or have him attack Balor. Because I think before you have Balor go after the title again, there's unfinished business there. You can milk Balor versus Gargano for a while. Uh, so, like, I would have that, and then I would have Ciampa and Cole to end the year. I just think that, yeah, you just got to – listen, like, everybody loves Keith Lee. I love Keith Lee. You you love Keith yeah. Lee. Like, read the – you know what I mean? Read the guys. room, change some things up, and – you know, have him like if he were like like I just said, like if he were to take a loss so early, I would be pissed. Like I'd be like, all right, man, yeah. like he had all this momentum. You've built him up this year to be a dominant force, and for him to get like, this title match and just to lose, I'm like, all right, man, like Yeah. Like guys, like I understand that his like his survivor series showing was amazing. Well let's just slow down before, you know, we make irrational decisions and then, you know, booking is kind of like a, l- a little messed up because, you know, things are written in advance, you know? So, like, I think they should just get the chopper match out of the way. He lose or wins. It doesn't matter. Like, well, <laughs> Cole's not losing on TV. No. But, uh, you know, just hold off on the... Uh, on the Keith Lee thing. And I think, I think, you know, we'll survive guys. (laughs) Yeah, man. Uh, good showing, good showing. Like I said, like a lot of moving parts, uh, to round out the show here. Want to go into the, the rankings that just came out for AOW. So in the men's singles, John Moxley's on top. Kenny Omega is now number two with five, with a five and two record. He's over pop Cody and MJF. (laughs) Um, women's singles, uh, Hikaru Shida is still number one. Nyla Rose is now number two with a three and three record. She's over Emmy, who's one and one, Britt Baker, who's three and two, and now a new entrant in Chris Statlander, who's one and oh. Uh, tag teams, <laughs> Santana Ortiz is three and one. Uh, and then there's just the muck between the Young Bucks, Best Friends, Lucha Brothers, and Private Party. How do you feel about, first of all, I know you got some stuff to say about Kenny Omega being number two now, and uh, Nyla Rose raising up in the rankings with her 3-3 three and three record. 
uh, coming with the second spot behind Hikaru Shida? Um, you know, uh, I, I, I say a lot of stuff like, you know, <clears throat> when, uh, we heard about the, uh, the win losses thing and it came into fruition. Right? <laughs> they're going to pick, they're, they're going to pick and choose, but they're still going to have like these, like these rankings are going to play a little part in the long run or it stunts stories or, uh, it just makes them look silly and it has. Uh, if you look at this power ranking stuff compared to last week and just like how, like, you know, everything has happened, it looks weird because now that people are reading the rankings and it's just like, this doesn't make sense. And then, you know, people are saying, well, it's about the quality of wins. No, that do- that's not how that works. If the U- like, if the Utah, Utah Jazz is getting clapped all season, but they get one win over the Lakers, that doesn't really like, you know, like shoot them up into like a championship, you know, like opportunity or anything like that. Like just really doesn't really make sense to me. And also just the win loss thing, like mattering sometime, like, this I like Chris Statlander, but this is her first win, and that like her first win is another one contendership. Like, come on, like what are we doing here? And uh, if you just look at it, like Britt Baker should be at the top of this list, <laughs> just like based off overall. Well, so. the, the, okay, disclaimers here. All right, um, Hikaru Shida did beat Britt Baker, so she would be on top. Um, I mm-hmm. would akin it more to uh, the college football BC, uh, like rankings, where like quality of wins, like right now, like if you have an Oklahoma, uh, they're battling for like the last spot. Obviously, like if they win, uh, their quality of wins would be more than like a Utah that just lost or something like that. My problem with the Nyla thing is two of her three wins were against Leva Bates. And then her other win was against the job. Yeah. So if you're going off a of quality of wins, how is Nyla Dead over uh, Britt Baker? You know what I mean? Like, how is she over there? Like, it doesn't. Yeah. When she when she won a tag match that had Amy Sakura and uh, uh, B Priestley in it, like, uh. Amy Sakura was just a number one contender. You know, that's like easily a higher quality of win. And just, just overall, in general, she's six, uh, she's six and three. That is a better overall than everybody else. So she should be number one. Here's the thing. Like Nyla's also suspended for the rest of the year, which is two more shows. But if you believe what they've said, and I don't know if it's official yet that these, rankings reset every year this is all a mood point <laughs> like you know what i mean like this is a, like these rankings like oh um so kenny omega kind of like getting his wins back and then like cody and this whole like moxley being the number one contender thing it all resets like a like basically like college football or the nfl or anything like that so i'm like what the hell are we doing basically with storylines? Because with the New Year's show, are we just going to have all storylines and just throw what and what happens uh, basically in 2019 out of the window? I'm confused. Like if they would have came out and say, all right, we're resetting this stuff, but we're keeping the storylines. I'm like, all right, cool. But they haven't. Like, I feel like they're, 
in a Slack chat or something like that, basically trying to figure this out. And I'm like, all right, well, the end of the year is almost here. Uh, we, we need some clarity of basically what's going on. Just kill, just kill, just kill it, just kill it, just kill it. I like this is when uh, WWE uh, when WWE was doing like the top uh, when they were doing their top ten uh, power rankings or whatever. Like, just stop it. It doesn't like doesn't really translate to anything, you know? Yeah, it's like and like. How long are you going to have, like, John Moxley, like, you know, kind of at the top of the power rankings without giving him a title shot, you know? Like, I just really think it does a disservice when every week that you remind people that Moxley's at, on the top and not getting a title shot. But but how is, you know, 4-2-1 better than 4-1-1? One one? You know what I mean? Like, how is 3-3 yeah. three and three better than 3-2? and two? Like, I know there's quality of wins, but like like we said in the – Basically, in the um, case of N- Nyla, like two quick wins over Leva Bates, like that—that's better. That makes me, you know, better than like kind of like a Britt Baker who's been in the most matches in the women's division yet. Yeah, you know I mean, like doesn't really shake out. And then like Kenny, in the case of Kenny, like I know he's beaten, but he's beaten, you know. Guys like you know Jack he, he Evans beat, uh, and uh, you know he he beat Jack Evans on AEW Dark that was I don't even think it was mentioned on the main show and he's beaten Joey Janela you know what I mean like Joey Janela I, I believe yeah. hasn't you know everybody's kicking Joey Janela's ass so like <laughs> you know what I mean like how is he over a Pac or how is he even over Cody it's just in the new year like we are just asking for a concise. And if you're going to keep the system more clarity on how this works, because like, this is even more of a headache than trying to figure out like the college football playoff. And that's even, you know, and there's with that, it could only be a couple teams that have cases. There's just holes poked in every single one of these rankings. And I, I, I don't know. You know, I, I, I've said it like soon as they announced it. I thought the win, uh, the win loss thing is dumb, and I said it on this show. December, AEW is gonna start <laughs> falling apart. Rocky. You did say that. I'm, I'm, I've been saying it for a really long time. People, people ask me like, oh, how long do you think AEW is gonna last? I personally, I do see AEW having like a fifth. Uh, like a fifth anniversary like show or something, you know? I do see them sticking around for a really long time, but do I think the product will be, like, amazing or, you know, improve? I I just don't think so. Like, uh, every day, the AEW wrestlers like Cody and Brandy are on Twitter, you know, answering all the questions in the world, and I just feel like they probably ignore the tweets where everybody talks about how their pacing is weird. Or, you know, this uh, power ranking thing doesn't make sense, or you know, they they pick and choose what they like see and what they decide to really listen to. Thought it was a little like for me, like I thought it was a little alarming that this was very uh, this episode was very WWE ish. Uh, it alluded to mm-hmm. angles that happened on either so, happened on WWE or uh, past angles, and it's just kind of like a rehash. I think that, you know, yeah, WWE ish. But with the following, like, last week, it was just a nothing show. 
Yeah, a lot of like, like there were a lot of things that happened. Good. Like they were just like, oh well, you know, like if they're keeping an eye on war games, they're like, well, you know, like people are just gonna check in on war games, and I, you know, they did. You know, like NXT like, won the one, you know, won the night, so they did. But it is just like, do you just like give up? Like, are you serious? And then you know, people that are going out making excuses for that is just like, no, like if you want to fight for my like love, then put on a good show despite of it being a, like a post-pay-per-view show. <laughs> you, see, you mentioned like fight for my love. Like it's like two like uh, divorcing yeah, parents like, or <laughs> like if you, if you, if you want, if you want me to show up on them demos, bro, win me over, show me something I want to see, show like something cool. <sighs> it, it, that's not in the picture of picture. <laughs> yeah. Please stop doing that. Like if you're running a major angle, um, don't go to commercial because like, you know what I mean? Like if you're uh, pushing car insurance or a new show or something like my, to my attention is going to be like, what the, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, TNT has a new commercial, crime drama coming. Commercial breaks. Yeah. Commercial breaks are my time. I don't, I don't care if there's a picture of picture. Same goes for NXT. Uh, when they have matches that go in picture picture, I don't care. Like, <laughs> I need I need that commercial break to like go eat food or you know warm something up, <laughs> use the bathroom or stuff like that. When I see that picture in picture, I am not squinting at my screen to watch what is going on. I am leaving the room and coming back. <laughs> oh man! Well, that's our show for this week. It feels damn good to be back. Um, it's going to be oh, yeah. an interesting. Uh, basically, in two weeks, when these you know you got. Uh, NXT titles on the line, and then you got uh, Jericho versus Jungle Boy. So, uh, yeah. and then <laughs> also, uh, there's not going to be a Christ- uh, there's not going to be a show on Christmas. They have no shows on Christmas, so I think that week we're going to do our best of on basically uh, for NXT mm-hmm. and uh, AOW. Uh, thankfully, that they're giving these wrestlers time off to be with their families. That is pretty dope. Yeah. Um, Oh, I forgot to mention that next week on uh, AOW, there's going to be a street fight between Santana Ortiz and the Young Bucks. Uh, yes, we are getting this match again. Uh, <laughs> we, we we glossed over it because we're not really doing match-by-match match reviews, but, like, why did the Young Bucks beat uh, Pride and Powerful and Sammy Guevara this week? Like, why is the inner circle, like, why is the inner circle outside of Jericho getting jobbed out? Why? Okay, okay, okay. Really jobbed out, but it's just like, why are these guys losing? Okay, really quick. Um, Not only that, not only that, when is Jake Hager going to (laughs) wrestle? Like, maybe they're teasing. (laughs) Well, like, I'm. I don't, I don't like, I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm like, like really clamoring to see that, but like, yeah, what is he wrestling? Yeah, but like, I I know that they're doing like, Dustin looks great, uh, uh, but. Maybe they do Dustin versus Jake Hager, but um, why are they getting you know, wins back for the Young Bucks when they're in trios matches? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they they have them win, they have them lose in tag matches, but they'll have uh, Santana Ortiz and uh, Sammy Guevara lose in trios matches. That's how they get the wins. Like, what's going yeah. on? Like, but it's just like- you, you talk about fifty fifty booking in WWE. Like it happens in AOW a lot, a lot. It, ha- it happens. It happens in damn near every promotion. Like you can't try to erase these basic wrestling things 
I'm sorry. <laughs> um, hey, win and losses matter, right? More in AOW, right? <laughs> like these shows are getting kind of ridiculous, man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that's that's uh, that's our week. <laughs> that's our show. Uh, you can also always follow us at RNC Radio Live, Cyrus. What do we got up? I know you got a new episode of Spot Callers with a famed match on there. Yes. Uh, new episode of Spot Callers with me and Justin Davis. We went over uh, IWA Mid-South Something to Prove, uh, which has the uh, the famed Necro Butcher and uh, Samoa Joe match. We do talk about a little about uh, the AEW stuff, uh, just like... Uh, just a discussion about death matches and how long they should be. Um, the perfect death match, even in tags, it should be less than 20 minutes. I'm sorry. Well, well obviously, uh, whoever's booking that needs to listen to uh, spot callers <laughs> this week and, and not have them go over 40 minutes. Yo, if you go 25, somebody better die. That's that's the rules. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Uh, of course, we have the new episode of the A-Show. First Responders, RSBN, Perfect Play mm. Playlist. Uh, shout out to... I know we have like a million things going. Uh-oh. Well, let's see. What else we have? We have uh, new episodes of The Lookout. We're going over the Saiyan Saga. Uh, I don't remember that saga very well, so it's really nice to uh, hear Mark and... Uh, no, not Mark and Jeff. Uh, Meals and Jeff talk about it. RSPN with Mark and Jeff. Uh, keeping up with the NBA season and just all things sports. Uh, we have the Big Eyes podcast with Jamal. It was his birthday recently. So yeah, happy birthday, Jamal. Listen for his birthday. Yeah, give him a listen for his happy birthday. Everything anime, um, late fees. Uh, oh, they talk about um, Denzel Washington, Washington, which is a really, really good episode. Uh, I need to watch more Denzel Washington movies. I probably <laughs> Equalizer. You haven't watched the Equalizer yet? It's good. I have, uh, I, I'm just like uh, I just been like a John Wick stand, but like I'm I'm gonna cave in and watch the Equalizer. Um, what else we got? We, of course, yeah, we got the A show. Uh, we got I'm Not a Genius. It's the November edition, but you know Christmas is coming up soon. If you're thinking about getting any headphones, it's a, it's a hilarious episode too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hear, hear the hilarious story of Mark going to the mall in Atlanta three times to buy uh, new AirPods, <laughs> and he return he returns them again when he comes back to Miami, gets some Beats Pros, and then he buys the AirPods again. <laughs> last week he texted. Last week he texted me and Justin that I miss my Beats. So <laughs> keep an eye on Mark on RSPN to see what kind of headphones he got. But uh, that's us uh, for this week. That's everything RNC. You can follow us uh, on Twitter, um, RNC Radio Live, and on Instagram, it's just RNC Radio. We, you know, we keep you updated. Um, we're about to be damn near Disney oh. Plus with all the shows that we're. Oh on. yeah, <laughs> and uh, we have more playlists. Um, our playlists, our year-end playlist of just everything that we enjoyed this year. It's available on everything, including title which we recently got on title uh, at the start of this month. So if you have a title account, RNC Radio is on there now. So um, that's everything. All right, guys, we will talk to you next week.